Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Lin Li Fu on Mind Your Business Today. We will be chatting with a global leader and seasoned C-suite executive in high-growth digital and technology companies. With more than 20 years of experience in tech, she was the former global VP at Twitter and has previously worked on superstar teams at Samsung, Google, Microsoft and Cisco with a career spanning, as I mentioned, two decades in three continents focused on mobile, consumer and social businesses at these companies. She's also a winner of CMO Asia's Women Leadership Excellence Award and L'Oreal's Creativity in Business Accolade. But about five years ago, a conversation with her daughter about climate change and its impact on the environment inspired her to marry both her tech experience with sustainability. She now serves as the CEO of a climate tech company. Let's hear from her. Maya Hari, Chief Executive Officer of Periscope, a global enterprise software as a service company backed by Olam Ventures, aimed at helping large enterprises on their net zero decarbonization journey. Maya, a very warm welcome to the show. Thank you, Lin Lee. How are you doing this morning? Very good. It's great to start a week on a high note and uh, great to be here. All right, let's take a quick walk down memory lane. I'm very curious. What did your daughter say to you that inspired your career switch? It's amazing. I, I, you know, we always say after being a parent, the kids are quite um, defining in your life mm-hmm. in so many ways. And I have my daughter to thank for this very defining story. She uh, came home from school one day and uh, all around the world, there were marches happening around the climate strike with Greta mm-hmm. Thunberg yeah, leading that point of view. And she felt she felt like she couldn't control outcomes of her own life for the future. And she was very, very sad. And she said, you know, mom, I may not even have a planet to to live in uh, down the road. And I feel like I can't do anything meaningful. So in order to give her a sense of control, we started to grow plants. You know, we had, we had balconies and we were growing plants at the time. We started to grow a few extra plants and we said, why don't we give it away to community, friends, family, neighbors, and maybe, you know, you be a part of this with me and you feel like you're doing something in greening the world. And this was a pivotal moment that started what is now a a lifelong journey around bringing sustainability into my life. So you say lifelong. How do you actually practice sustainability in your daily life? That moment with the daughter actually catalyzed me becoming an urban farmer or an aspiring urban farmer, if you will. Started to grow plants that would be uh, edible and started to attempt to see if the family can grow as much of what we consume ourselves. Felt like that was a good start, but didn't really check all the boxes. Um, We were building a home and we decided to build our home uh, entirely sustainably. Uh, So we have a lot of solar, rainwater harvesting, uh, use of bamboo, which is a regenerative grass. That was an addition to our life. The third thing I've, you know, I started doing, I have a lot of experience in high growth companies. So I started looking at founders who were building interesting businesses in sustainability and tech and started investing as an angel investor. Um, and then finally, there was nothing else to give in my life than the day job. So I said, I have to get in there and try and be a part of this ecosystem. Frankly, the, the reality is often when you go deep into the details, feels quite grim and tough. The world has to actually reorganize itself and transform itself pretty significantly. And um, I figure what better way to 
uh, to earn a living than to actually go and and build a company that that can help large enterprises around the world go through this decarbonization journey. And uh, that's when I stepped into this current role. Mm. You mentioned uh, being an angel investor for startups focused on tech and sustainability. Can you share with us the number of investments you've made? What are the investment criteria and perhaps the progress so far, as well as future plans in this regard? Yeah, I've invested in about 20 plus uh, early stage companies, everything from seed to I'd say now companies that are at series B. And uh, at first, I, I had a very broad lens as I was learning the ecosystem on where innovation could really move the needle. Uh, over time, I actually brought this down to two or three areas. Uh, one, of course, was a very deep focus on climate tech. Um, particularly within uh, non-renewable energy spaces, because as an angel and as a as seeing young innovation for founders, I found that the battery technology or the food and ag tech technology that was much more interesting. Uh, and then aside from that, I also look at health tech and tech that empowers SMEs to be able to think about income inequality for the future. Now, do you think businesses these days are doing enough in the fight against climate change? I think the reality of where the climate change is taking us, whether it's losing, you know, if you look around the world, we're losing rainforests the size of UK every year. We're seeing floods and we're seeing forest fires. And even right here in Singapore, we see our temperature changing significantly. The reality is that for companies, they have a very large leverage in being able to change this ecosystem. Large enterprises are always the uh, biggest emitters as well as the ones that can own the solution. And the reality is none of the companies around the world are doing enough today. There are several companies that have started to think about this problem and start to think about changing their business operations, their supply chains to make decisions, not just from a financial perspective, but also to make decisions thinking about mm. emissions impact and the impact to the planet. Um, but I see this as a multi-decade change and transformation that companies have to go through. And this is where really the idea for Terrascope was born, to be able to partner with these large enterprises, to be able to you know, be a credible partner on their net zero journey, which is going to take years. So you've worked with some of the big tech companies. Have those experiences or rather how have those experiences helped you in uh, in terms of building up Terrascope? I think the companies that I've worked with in the past have shown what great looks like mm. in a lot of ways in terms of really thinking big about innovation, not being worried about the magnitude of the problem, but really thinking about what's in our control and how do we start to build a solution. And also the power of really bringing strong, high-quality technology, bleeding-edge technology to solve problems. So this is what I draw in my life at Terrascope as the CEO from all the experiences that have, have brought me to it. I think one of the amazing things about working in climate tech is the ability to bring the best minds from around Singapore and the best talent from around the world. People are dying to work on a problem that brings purpose and profit together. And I think that's been an amazing experience, sort of that's unique and different to, uh, to the climate tech world today.
Mm-hmm. And Terrascope has recently announced your Sustainability Advisory Council, which will include the addition of several sustainability veterans, including the former UK Minister for Energy and Clean Growth, Claire O'Neill, the former Vice President Global Head of Environment of Novartis, Karen Coyne, and co-founder and CEO of SDG Impact Japan, Mari Kogiso. Tell us about Terrascope's Sustainability Advisory Council and how will it empower companies to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions? Uh, Yeah, we've put together this amazing group of people who bring different views and angles of the sustainability journey, both from an energy, from uh, indirect emissions of the supply chain to deep market expertise in a country like Japan. Uh, it, It reflects essentially a group that brings over decades of expertise in this area. And they're actually constantly providing input into how we solve the next challenges through the platform that we're building. As a SaaS platform, we're constantly sort of building new things and and the input on, you know, does this resonate? Will this actually solve large enterprise challenges is something we look to the advisory council. Mm -hmm. Frankly, the other piece is that we're building a global company out of Singapore and the choices of the advisory council also reflect our global aspirations and aspirations of markets we want to be relevant in as we move forward. Maya, what kind of advice would you give to businesses that are just starting on their journey towards reducing their carbon footprint? I think the very first step for companies to think about is getting the measurement of their direct and their indirect emissions right first. If you know where your emissions come from in your businesses, you can actually be much more credible in thinking about how to decarbonize and where would you spend the next investment dollar or the next organizational hour for the company in investing in this journey that's going to be a multi-decade journey. So I think that's essentially the first stepping stone we always talk about. Terrascope's work in this area, we partner with a number of agri companies, food companies, consumer and retail, tech, media, telco companies, for instance. And we're essentially helping them chart this path using machine learning, using data science to be able to say where exactly would we go from here? Because it's a vast problem and we want to be able to use data and machine learning to break it down and make it simple. Thank you very much for your time and your insights. We've been speaking with Maya Hari, Chief Executive Officer of Terrascope. Thank you, Lindley. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.